Well, hey, folks, this is episode number 81 of the First Alert Weather Podcast. Welcome to uh, our pre-Christmas episode. It's not quite Christmas, but it's getting closer. Uh, good afternoon to uh, Katie Zuniga. Hello. Good afternoon. And Camilla Ortiz. How are you? Hello. Doing well. Everybody's good. Things are progressing mm-hmm. along. The weather is slow. Um, so slow. Today was, I mean, eh, we're, we're recording this on a Thursday afternoon, about 2.30 p.m., and there's nothing happening outside, right? No. We had some sprinkles today, 1 100th mm-hmm. officially at the airport. Oh, geez, that's it. Yeah. You know, Katie, Camilla, and I were just talking that if this was, pretend it was below freezing and we had the dry days, and then we mm-hmm. said, okay, we're going to get, let's say, one tenth to two tenths of an inch of precip coming up on this Thursday morning, we're going to get one to two inches of snow. That's probably what we would have gone for. Like, oh my gosh, big freak out. And then what if we would have only had a dusting of snow, just some flurries here and there. Everybody would have said, oh, my gosh, you guys blew this out of proportion. This was crazy. But that's mm-hmm. what happened rain-wise today. We only had a hundredth or two, so far less precip. But nobody cares, right, when it's rain? Well, I'm, I remember looking at it a couple days ago when it didn't say it was going to be more than a tenth of an inch today. It's, that's true. But that's, that's true. still an inch of snow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I one to two like, inches. Yeah. yeah, Mark's point is valid. Yeah, I mean, if it was below freezing, that would be a lot. Like, the the magnitude of the miss is kind of amplified, right, when we're yeah. talking about yeah. snow. But Nobody yeah. cares with the rain. It's like, yeah, it was drippy this morning like we expected, yeah. so it just wasn't that yeah. much. Yeah. Okay, so we are in mid-December. Uh, we're going to fly through this podcast because we got a show coming up here at 4 p.m. Katie, you have some appointment or something going on in your life as well. So. Busy day today. Yeah. All right. So we're going to talk about if you're watching us on the video version, which you can find on the weather page at kptv.com. If you're watching on the video version, we have an outline up. We're going to talk about December so far. Uh, And then right with that goes, what do we see coming up here? What's next? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of the whole point of a weather forecast, right? Um, Oh, and by the way, on the top, did I say it's episode 81? You did. I I think you did. did. Okay. Critical stuff, folks, in case you tune into the wrong episode. Maybe some people go episode surfing back like a year to see what we were talking about. I don't know. All right. So then we'll talk about what's next, uh, including the ski conditions up in the Cascades or the lack of skiing. Um, White Christmas. It's time to pull out the white Christmas graphics, right? And we'll cover the term of the week, which goes with what's next. Well, we're going to move it up. Term of the week is moved up. Oh, it's not the last one this time. It is not the Mm -hmm. last thing. Uh, and then we're going to talk past weather events this time of the year. We've had some big ones. Uh, Mid-December has often been a very um, uh, a busy weather time for us. Not this year, which is fine. Right. Um, and then Secret Santa. we got your Secret Santa pictures, and you're like, what, what is that about? So we're going to talk mm-hmm. all about that coming up here. So uh, let's see if I do this right. Oh, I have to hit. There we go. Okay, speaking of Santa. Oh, look at that. He looks jolly. He looks he like does. he might be too uh, bundled up in our climate right now. Yeah. He also looks like he's floating. His right foot looks like it's floating above the snow. Do you notice? The shadow matches, but not the foot. Oh, yeah, because the shadow isn't quite up the foot's foot. We can't promise the highest quality graphics, okay, folks? Hey, I bet other TV stations don't have Santa on a beautiful rooftop full of snow. I bet that's only us. Yeah. Who wants to talk about December warmth? I got two graphics here. Somebody go. Break. Well, it's been warm. I'll take it. Sure, why not? Yeah, sure. It's been, um, I know if we had, you don't happen to have the almanac graphic, do you? Otherwise, I, I sure do. Oh, oh my gosh, Which it was right there. Which one do you there. want? I'm oh in my control. Gosh. Well, yeah, a I was or just B, gonna... B or A? 
Which one? I'll start with B. I'll start with B just because okay. I think it's good to see how, you know, red indicates uh, warmer than average days. So what we're looking at here is the calendar of December, and we can see kind of our high temperatures so far. So a lot of red, which means a lot of warmer than average days. In fact, I only see one blue, which means cooler than average day. That was on the 9th mm -hmm. uh, where we stayed in the 40s. Right. But oh my goodness, we had three days in the 60s. We've had a lot of days in the 50s. So we're running seven degrees warmer than normal right now in Portland. Warmest December start on record. By the way, those four, four that are dark red, that was during those Pineapple Express days. That means right. 10 degrees or more above average. These are the highs, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then we'll, let's go back to Santa. Mm -hmm. So this is comparing, uh, it's basically looking at December 1st through 13th, again, in Portland. Uh, and this is the average temperature. This takes the high and the low temperature, right, Mark? Right. That's what's happening here? Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yep. So in 2023, this year, you can see 49.5 has been our average in that time frame. So warmer. And the, the, here's your top five. So 1946, 2015, 1993, and 2012. Uh, are also on this graphic for uh, top five warmest December starts in Portland. You know, I did go back and look and see if any of those had snow later on in the season. And I think three yeah. of them did. 94, huh. I think, there were, yeah, there was snow in February. 2013, I think there was. So, you know, this doesn't necessarily mean anything other than it's pretty obvious we're in this El Nino pattern, which we'll get to in a minute. Mm -hmm. But um, I was just thinking right. those numbers, the 49.5 for the average temperature, that's warmer mm -hmm. than our typical high temperature for these first 13 days of the month. So that shows you how warm yeah. it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So warm stuff. I think we all kind of know this. It's just an absence of cold. Uh, the, the big thing is I still have the people get tired of me talking about this, I'm sure. <laughs> but I have that above ground water line that goes out to the chicken coop and the ducks. You know, I don't know, it goes out 200 right. feet maybe. And I haven't turned it off. I did turn it off actually around Thanksgiving when it got, we had the cold nights, remember down in the mid twenties. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. But then it's been on since that time, which is, you know, usually in December I shut it off for quite a while, but nope, no need to shut Not that thing year. off. So yeah. Everybody gets a break on their heating bill, which is good. True. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Well, that was December so far. Subject wow. one down. <laughs> now, what is next? What's That's what you really want to know. It's been kind of weirdly warm. Uh, what is next? What do we see coming up? And with that, we'll talk about skiing and also a white Christmas here. Oh, yeah. You know what? Oh, Within the first, first three minutes of a podcast, we should always have an animating 500 millibar anomaly map. Don't you think? <laughs> oh, there's lots of blue of coming through there toward the end. Well, well, might be some right yes. there. But the blue and is then, in the wrong place. Okay, right so here. There, <laughs> there, and there. See? We can just sit here and look at this. What you're seeing, folks, if you're listening to the audio version like I do on the way home, just to see if I sounded strange. Um, we have the the red the red areas. It shows 18,000, about 18,000 feet up in the atmosphere. 500 millibar heights. We're looking at the GFS. I did that. Just, you know, you got to throw the GFS a bone once in a while. That's one model, the American model. And uh, areas that are that are in the warm colors, those are higher than normal heights, ridging, uh, anomalous ridging, you know, higher than normal. And then the areas that are blue, which Katie noticed immediately, those are areas of below normal heights, uh, troughing or below, even below normal for this time of the year in that location. So if you kind of look at the big picture, you, you can glean several things there. To me, this says El Nino. Let's, uh, it is kind of annoying how it just keeps going in circles, but we'll wait till it gets to the end here. Um, we get back to the 14th again. Watch over the Pacific Northwest and offshore. You keep seeing little uh, blue areas, the jet stream kind of splitting, little blue areas uh -huh. head down to California. You see that right there? There's another one. And, and there goes another, another one. one. And, and that one, yeah. Over us, then there's another right. under, then another under. <laughs> and and yeah. this goes out two weeks. So this takes yeah. us to the whole Christmas week. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And 
Katie, I think what you noticed was there was a hint after Christmas, maybe we do actually get a full yeah, right trough, there. you know, coming yeah, yeah. right there. Maybe maybe something does come right at us. But boy, if you just concentrate on Southern BC or Washington or even Oregon, just stare at those places only, right there. it's red most of the time until right. after Christmas. Yeah. So now this is last night's GFS. Um, I just looked at the 12Z version this morning's. Yeah. Uh, it was the same. It had not, through Christmas. It was the same. It just had the same. You know, systems keep splitting, and they head down to California. We're left either high and dry, or just with these really weak systems like what we had today. And I got to tell you, I just remember was it oh four oh five? I know I don't mean nineteen oh four nineteen oh five. We had that in the weather center yesterday, Camilla. But um, 0405 was, was terrible. Throwing, yeah. Did I think you were throwing out a date in the eighteen hundreds? I was like eighteen nineteen. Why would yeah, you said, know weather stats yeah. from 1819? You were shocked. Yeah, Katie, she was shocked that I knew something from 1818, which I don't. That's yeah, too far meant, back even You meant me. 2018. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, 1819. <laughs> no, 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 that was good. So uh, it, that's I remember from some of those really poor ski seasons when we would see this pattern repeat in January and February, and that's a problem. But when we have this pattern... This is clearly an El Nino sign here where we have a lot of ridging. I mean, up in British Columbia, in Alberta, there's almost nothing hitting them the whole time. Look how there's yeah. ridging up there. Right. So, yeah. Mm. So I think we're locked in this pattern. So the, the big message here is, folks, things aren't, things aren't going to change dramatically for the next week. We're recording this on, what, the 14th? So you had seven days. It's the 21st solstice time. And la later next week, it's still the same. I mean, I yeah. just... I just did the 850 millibar temps on the Euro, from the Euro and the GFS all through next week. I don't think there was a single one even near zero, which is a 4,000-foot snow level. So even if there's precipitation wow. like Monday and Tuesday, it's still too warm to snow in the mountains. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which brings uh, us to term. Yeah, term of the week because <laughs> yeah. cut off low. It's mm -hmm. a cold low that has grown out of a trough and become displaced out of the basic westerly current, the, the jet stream that is typically over us. And it lies equatorward or on the warm side of that current. So that's exactly what we were seeing back up right there. And we're seeing those lows cut off from the mainstream. And they yep. just wander around down to California. Or they continue across the southern USA, too. They can they can make big storms back east as they kind of move along the east coast. So mm -hmm. cut off low, folks. So that is your term of the week. Applies yeah. to our current weather pattern and what's ahead. Katie, what is your saying about the a cut, cut off, off low? is a weather person. Whoa. Because they're so yes. hard to predict. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when the flow gets weak in the spring, we don't have, you know, real strong jet stream at, at all in May or June. That's when they really wander. And, you, say, and, you know, we want to get the showers out of here. We're waiting for an 80-degree day. It's still 65 and wet. So, yeah, cut off low. Mm. There and you that's go. Been, and typically, I mean, I guess for us in this kind of pattern, those cause mm -hmm. just weak, weak stuff for us, right, when it comes to precipitation. Weak sauce, for sure. That's yeah. right. Katie's got it right. Yeah, because um, if something doesn't come riding at us from the west, if it's going to go into California and then it kind of swings up from the south, we don't get good. We don't get any sort of orographic effect with the the systems sure. hitting the mountains, like with the, with the atmospheric rivers. So there's no li very little lifting. So the mountains, even if it's a colder, showery setup from the south, you just don't get big snowfalls. Yeah. So well, and I assume I guess stuff. since mm -hmm. it's detached from the jet stream, then you're not getting that driving force, right? That's right. pushing all that moisture in. Yeah. Yeah. You're sense. getting no jet streaks nearby for great lifting. It's just kind of yeah. a quiet pattern for us, but for California, it's great. It looks like they'll get some good. In fact, do I have a graphic? Oh, here we go. This is that same GFS. GFS gets all the love today, folks. Wow. Uh, this is a GFS ensemble from last night, 20 or is it 30 different members? I think it's 30 members. This goes through the 29th of December and you see the anomaly there. Uh, Oregon and Washington below normal precipitation. 
California above normal. That's exactly what we would expect in an El Nino winter. So yeah. seems pretty straightforward. We're just not going to get much precipitation here, which, yeah. you know, leading it's... into the Christmas time, it's kind of nice. Everybody can go about their daily activities next week because um, kids will be off. A lot of kids will be off of um, on, on winter break. Tomorrow's the last break. day for quite a few yeah. school districts. Except Portland. Yeah. But, yeah. What were you going to yeah, say, Katie? Well, I was just going to say, like to tell you all the time that my husband makes the joke that Oregon is the new California. And uh, that's just when you see that we're so dry or below average right. on our rain. That just made me think of that. It's just, I mean, it's El Nino. So it's not like this is, you know, something we're surprised about. It's just, right. it's just crazy to see it so dry this far into mm-hmm. December. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with snow. Speaking of. It's so funny to me when people on Twitter are like, so white Christmas in Portland, which first of all, that rarely happens anyway. 4% (laughs) chance. In El Nino. (laughs) Come on, guys. Yeah. (laughs) I was just at the dentist today or my son was getting some dental work done and I could hear the ladies talking around the corner. Um, I I had the baseball cap on. I was incognito. And I heard them say, I heard the one lady saying, I really want a white Christmas. I hope this is the year we get a white Christmas. And I just didn't want to go up there and crush her hopes oh, against a brick no. wall. Yeah. There, there isn't going to be any white Christmas, folks. No. Yeah. There's a, it's funny you say that at one of my many appointments today, I was, I always sit in the back corner facing the door because I just weird like that. And uh, this gal came in. Wait, and you face were, away from the door or you face no, towards, towards the door? The door. I have so you back. can talk to people as soon as so they walk in? you can see when danger is coming in? It, that, Camilla's right. <laughs> I like to see, I have to have my face to the door, back to the wall, and know where all my, you know, exits wow. are. Wow. That's anyway. actually really smart. <laughs> it's just one of my Katieisms. So I was sitting there, and I'm just kind of watching as people walk in and making my little mental notes and keeping my nose in my magazine. And this one gal was making an appointment for January, the second week of January, and she asked for her appointment to be in the afternoon because of ice. We'll oh. see. That's I mean, like, that's not crazy. Yeah. No, it's not. I suppose. But I just thought she wanted it later in the afternoon because of ice. And I thought, hmm, she must have had to deal with that in the past. And so. Yeah. Interesting. Well, I'll just remember if I get if I get stuck in jail at some point and Katie comes around the corner, I'll know that she's got a plan of escape and has all her defensive plans set up. Absolutely. <laughs> it kind of sounds like Katie was maybe like a law enforcement officer in a previous life or something. I'm getting kind of that, that vibe. Huh. Maybe so. Or she's just smart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So the uh, white Christmas graphic, what you're seeing here is just white Christmas chances across the Northwest USA. Of course, we're almost guaranteed it in the mountains. Uh, we had one inch on the ground four times. At the Portland airport, and now the records are taken since 1995 in Park Row. So one inch on the ground, most recently 2017. Uh, we had the, an inch of snow on Christmas Eve. That was magical. I don't think I'd ever seen that here. Christmas Eve, people were out walking around in the inch of snow. Wow. It changed to free. I had to work that night, I recall. Uh, I'm not bitter about it. But um, <laughs> then we had an inch of freezing rain. I remember that was a time driving home. There, a, a Prius passed me at like 60, 70 miles an hour on a sheet of ice. <laughs> And I thought that guy is nuts or he's from some other place and he's not scared by ice at all. Yeah. Um, 2008, we'd had a huge snowstorm, which we're going to cover in a few minutes. Uh, 1990, bitter Arctic blast, but uh, there was little, very little snow. You know what? I changed this graphic. There was not an inch of snow on the ground that year. So actually it's one inch on the ground three times in the past hundred years. And then oh, 1937. Wow. So I, I have adjusted that for the on-air use. So we don't uh, give out wrong information. Like I just said, <laughs> Um, there have been anything many goes on times. the podcast yeah. though. Yeah. Podcast. It's like, who effing yeah. cares? Right. Um, we can say that on the podcast, right? We just can't say that on TV. Absolutely. I think that's how it goes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. So 
I was going to say that um, we've had many close calls. I remember in 2007, it snowed. I mean, it was heavy snow at my parents' house. We were eating Christmas Day dinner. and I mean, it covered the lawn. It was like some showers that passed over. So that was exciting. It stuck and then it was gone. We've had uh, two, uh, 1998, uh, we had a big freeze this time of the year, and we came out of it with two inches of snow on Christmas Eve day, but it was melting Christmas Eve night. So, you know, lots of very close calls. I see. So that, that has happened. Oh, but my, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> That's pathetic. We're looking at the uh, Canadian model the uh, next two weeks. Yeah, this goes through the 30th. The uh, Each each um, ensemble member, 21 ensemble members, each one the, uh, the um, 24-hour snow total for Portland. Oh, There's cool. one little member, perturbation number nine, P9, has um, 0.4 inch around the 23rd. And then there's one other member that has four inches of snow. That's perturbation number six there, has uh, has snow around the 29th. There's <laughs> nothing else on there on the entire two weeks. So it's not going to snow, folks. So let's just move on. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I like let's this move graphic. On. <laughs> All right. So this uh, we're looking at a graphic showing Mount Hood snow depth at the bottom of the Poochie lift. Uh, Katie, you, you made yes. this one work just right at one point, right? Yeah, I you made, yeah, well, I, I zhuzhed up a previous one that hadn't been used what? in like a year. Zhuzhed, haven't you? Yeah, you haven't zhuzhed? Zhuzhed. Never heard that. Wow. Oh, we got to get Mark out more. I know. It's uh, basically <laughs> taking something and, you know, adding a pillow to a couch or a throw blanket to uh, the end too of the many bed. pillows on couches. Yeah, uh -huh. like embellishing. You know, just kind of, kind of taking what's there and, and spicing it up a bit. Yeah. So apparently I haven't been hanging out on Pinterest enough is what you're saying. <laughs> or yeah, watching, or, I watch yeah. too much HGTV. I was going to oh, say, yeah, yeah, like shows me. like that or even Queer Eye would work. So oh. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, this was that. a graphic that when I found it a couple weeks ago, it had the old graphic package, the old first alert banner and all that. So I knew it hadn't mm -hmm. been used in at least a year. And then me and my, let's just be honest, OCD-ness, I put all of the bars together uh, and counted each time I moved them over. So I knew the that they were all exactly, exactly spaced apart, the exactly same, exactly spaced apart. So each one of the little bars from 2013 <laughs> to 2023 <laughs> oh of how God. much snow that <laughs> no. <laughs> I just have come to accept this about myself. Yeah. Just lean into it. So yeah, we're yeah. used to it. Yeah. So we've you notice a we're at 23 inches there of snow, which we've seen lower in some years. We are that low at this point, but I'll be very curious. Let's do this again next week, because in a lot of these years, we head towards Christmas break and suddenly there is some sort of snowy pattern. So it, it, I think it'll be extremely if we stay at 23, like all the way to Christmas, I think then it's really going to stick out. Yeah, I think that's the biggie. We just don't see. Yeah, here's two models here. Here's the Canadian. This is the. The ensemble average from the Canadian, the ensemble average from the GFS. Look at that snow through Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, the 24th and 25th. Nothing. Almost nothing. Mm -hmm. So the couple systems that come through are too warm. And then, you know, Timberline is, has opened their, well, they tried to open their Palmer lift today, but it was in the clouds, so they couldn't. But uh, they can open that high on the mountain if the weather's okay. But that's the only significant snow there. Meadows is doing kind of a partial reopening Friday, but it's pretty pretty uh, skimpy on the slopes right now pretty tough to do any real skiing and ski bowl needs significant snow they can't even yeah. think about opening for now do they go back harvest enough to patch it in like they were talking about at meadows they said they are that's all oh. i know oh. um <laughs> I, I thought it'd be interesting just because i have the notes because i was curious last night how many of mm -hmm. these low years uh we're still for oh, folks yeah. just listening, we're looking at the snow depth graphic once again on Mount Hood, 5,400 feet. How many of these low years were also El Nino years? If there mm -hmm. you know, could be a correlation there. 
Uh, and it was just 14. You can see 2014 where we just had four inches on the ground. That was a strong El Nino. Um, but 13, 17, and 19 were either neutral or La Nina years. So, you know, it doesn't always, yeah. doesn't always, you know, matter. Some years the pattern, even when it's going to be a snowy winter, some years the pattern just isn't right at the beginning of the winter. And then, you know, yeah. almost always in those years at the end of somewhere in the latter half of December, it kicks in. Because I can't think, I can only think of maybe one or two Christmas breaks where it was really bad at the ski areas. We'll see if this is going to be, you know, number three. We'll see. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So speaking of, mm. today's the 14th, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. This is a day that I knew would live in infamy, as they say. <laughs> Let's go over some past weather events this time of the year. 12, 14 of 16. I remember Brian McMillan and I looking at each other the day after this or the day of it saying, we're never going to forget 12, 14 of 16, are we? 12, 14, 16, <laughs> the date. Because this was the, uh, we had a perfect forecast that day for snow. We said, hey, there's going to be snow in the afternoon. I clearly remember saying something like, hey, be off the roads by two. I think that's what I said. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, what happened? What, what, what do I have on the next one? Actually, let's just okay. look at the pictures. Here, here's an example. Um, I call it the worst traffic nightmare ever in the metro area. It says snowstorm one because this is from a winter recap. That was a very busy winter, and so we had more than one snowstorm. But um, one to four inches of snow in most of the metro area, almost all, all snow, no ice. We were thinking it might be a mix, but all snow. Kids were stuck on buses and at schools until midnight. Some stuck on freeways for three to seven hours. Uh -huh. 2.3 inches. All right. Ooh. Look at those pictures. I don't remember what was going on with these guys with the semi on the freeway opened up. I don't know if they worked with this company or what. I don't know what was going on there. Um, notice how some of the cars on the freeway are turned opposite directions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. What a show. And then this is uh, Highway 26. The lower picture, you see people just strolling down the freeway on a nice winter night. Because <laughs> it's faster. It's more or less what you experienced last year, Katie. But this was the the first or second time yeah. that it happened. Years was like the third time. Maybe yeah. that was the fourth. Um, and then here's another one. I remember this. I do remember this is from an ODOT camera. That's why it looks kind of funny. Looking towards Vista Ridge tunnels going uphill. There's a snowplow. Yeah, it's going to come and save the day, right? Except yeah. I remember that snowplow sat there for at least an hour and a half or two hours, never moved. Because if traffic has, ha is locked in, where well, how is a snowplow yeah. going to work if right. nothing's yeah. moving? Can't go it anywhere. was terrible, terrible oh, no. that night. And then I did a blog post the next day. What went wrong? And I, it looks like I was chiding people. Um, yeah, this does seem to have a very uh, interesting tone to it here. Many yeah. of you <laughs> decided to wait until That's snow right. was... Oh, no. So I remember snow ride. We were getting flurries at 1, and then by 2, it was pretty much on. And so the people were like, oh, good, I'll go home at 2, or I'll go home at one thirty. Well... Everybody cannot get on our freeways at the at the same time. Everybody cannot get on the freeway at 2 p.m. And, and instantly, everything locked up. Um, and I said, I was chiding people a bit too. In this case, it was well advertised. There were so many people that had cars that could not handle snow. They should have never been taking a chance a day. I realize some people don't have a choice. But uh, people were driving just smooth tires and then locking up a whole freeway because one or two cars is just sitting there not moving. So, I mean, that is... You know, you, on those days, if you have a choice, like in the past, we had one snow car, one car wasn't a snow car, like the commuter type car with two wheel drive. If it was close, I would always say, okay, I got to take this car today. I realize a lot of people don't have that luxury. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. But, uh, and then school districts, they did take a lot of heat because they were like, okay, let's let kids out in the afternoon as it starts to snow. So yeah, I have late. to share, I'll share real quick. I'll keep my story as short as I can on that. Mm -hmm. So that day. I just started the timer. Go. Okay. <laughs> that day, my husband had a medical appointment in Beaverton. We lived in Happy Valley. 
And we came out of the appointment at one o'clock, right? When the little oh. flurries were starting to come down. Right. So I got home. I drove up to the schools and picked up my kids and got home. And I was home by two o'clock and sat home and watched everything unfold. Like wow. as it, as it came down. And one of my very, very dear friends had like a Toyota Sienna with the tires that mm. you were just talking about. Right. She worked in downtown minivan, Portland. Right. It was a minivan. Yeah. Yeah. And she was stuck for four hours. Oh. It was awful. I thought she was messaging me and talking to me. And she, it was her husband was in Texas or something at a convention, and she was just literally stuck. It was I was so felt so bad for her because right. she did the same thing. She's like, oh, I'll just take off around you know two or so and try and get home before the traffic and before she, everybody else. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that doesn't work. It was awful. Yeah. So that was 2016. We go back three years. We had an Arctic blast. And just so everybody knows, that is the Arctic blast pattern, 500 millibar map, big ridge, full, full latitude ridge from, um, from offshore around 160 West is best, but 140, 150. And it pushes all the way up into Alaska that forces northerly flow on the backside of the ridge. And look at that beautiful um, uh, shortwave trough coming down the Canadian coastline, just swinging straight south over us. That just brings the Arctic air, drives it directly over the Rockies and over the Cascades. And that's how we get a region-wide Arctic blast. This is the last time we had a region-wide Arctic blast, not just one of those, you know, like we have uh, February where the cold air comes in through the gorge. This is where everybody gets cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, the 850 millibar temp, the temp around 5,000 feet, a minus 14.1, that was the coldest over Salem since the 98 Arctic freeze. Just for comparison, when we look at those maps and we say like, oh, it's going to be minus seven or minus eight. Well, minus 14 is really cold. Yeah. And uh, one thing about this Arctic blast, it went calm. The east wind died, which meant some areas that typically don't get really cold, like the Portland airport, because the wind keeps it stirred up at night in these cold spells. PDX went calm. PDX went calm and it was uh, 12 degrees. Tillamook was 11. Now. Look at these other numbers. Let's skip east of the Cascades. Redmond was the second coldest temperature on record, 27 below zero. Lakeview, minus 27 was the all-time coldest temperature, which was somewhat of a surprise. And Birds, minus 30, that was the all-time coldest as well. I think because we had thick snow cover in those places and the wind went totally calm. Perfect, you know, radiational cooling. And Eugene, okay, so this is interesting. Look at that 10 below zero in Eugene was the coldest since 1972. Um, And it's most interesting, that was on the same date that the all-time low had been set, minus 12. Wow. December I don't know. What's the date? I don't know. It must have been around the 10th or 12th. Um, and you can see Eugene's low temperature. So why was Eugene so much colder than Portland? What was going on here? Any thoughts? Because I, I got the... So wait, this, is, this isn't in Celsius. This is in Fahrenheit. Oh, yeah. This is Fahrenheit. The low oh, is minus I, I 7. I saw the Celsius at the top. So right there, you say 14 degrees oh. Celsius. I was thinking all of those were Celsius. This is I'm Fahrenheit. sorry. No. Oh, no. wow. No. Nope. That changes it for me. I'm like, okay. That's cold. <laughs> that is cold. So Eugene had three nights in a, in a row below zero, minus seven, then minus 10, then minus two. Yet Portland had a 12. Uh, I think, um, yeah, Salem was eight. So why was Eugene 18 degrees colder than Salem? Remember I said the wind went calm. Any other ideas why it might be? Just one guess, and then we'll go to the next graphic. I got the answer. Uh, I was going to say the, the east wind through the gorge, but you said it no, went it calm No, it was calm there. everywhere. Mm-hmm. What would be different that would let you get much colder at night? No clouds? Did nope. Eugene have snow? Yes, Eugene had thick snow cover. I thought oh, it was, I think it was eight or ten inches. We had little uh, or no snow cover here, so we could have been around zero. 
So look how from south of Salem, there was snow cover and we have a thick snow cover, calm. I mean, you know, longest nights of the year. That's why it got so cold down there. So in a way, the weather geeks like me were thinking, wow, we had the perfect setup. If we would have had like that February storm where we had like eight inches or 10 inches of snow on the ground, then gone calm with such a cold air mass, we would have had below zero numbers in some of the outlying parts of the metro area. And we yeah. would have had, I bet we would have had like a two, three or four degrees at PDX for the first time in many decades. Wow. So every once in a while, the perfect conditions set up and they did set up for Eugene during that 2013 cold wave. Okay. So 09. So this is four years earlier than that. We, that was a, one of the, uh, I think that was the previous Arctic blast before that time. Uh, Look at the penguins on this graphic. <laughs> we still have that. We, we can bring out those penguins again. I love, I just love seeing the graphics through, through the eras. You know what I mean? <laughs> the quality. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First live local. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't anyway. say it because now I'm not actually going to say it on air. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Portland was 12 during this one. I don't have any big graphics for this one, but look at that pattern, the upper level pattern, 500 millibars, big, massive ridge in Alaska. Mm -hmm. Look at that beautiful. That is one amazingly beautiful upper trough dropping to south out of Canada right over the top of us. Bang. Yeah. Cold dry air came okay, in. As yeah. I recall, we didn't get much snow out of this. And one of the ways, you know, I got a spreadsheet for everything, right? Oh, my gosh. Of course you do. So this is my Arctic, uh, what is it? Historical Arctic blast info worksheet. Someday wow. if, I, if I'm not going to, you know, it's just near the end, I'm going to pass this on to somebody. <laughs> Katie, okay. you can have it. I, <laughs> no, you want this thing. I'm the next you. in line of spreadsheet freaks. So. Yeah. Oh my um, gosh. So they basically look at the yellow ones. Those are, you know, region-wide Arctic blast, 2013, 2010. Uh, that was a kind of a weak one in 2010. Oh, because it was so early. It was at Thanksgiving. That's right. But um, and then before oh, that, we had a bunch in the 80s when I was growing up. Look how many. Look at the uh, minus 12, minus 17, minus 11, minus 16. And the minus 22. That was my what? I was a junior in college. That one was so cold. Wow. Uh, minus 22, the coldest ever recorded here or at least back 60 years or so. That was the high of 19 in Portland. Uh, Yeah. Woo. So there's so nothing like this is coming up. No, no, no. That's why we relive in the glory days. Okay, right. so December of 08. So we go back another, that was just one year before. That mm -hmm. was the biggie. It wasn't as extreme of a cold by any means, but we had a long period of cold air and we had several uh, close calls with snow. And then we had a big snowstorm just before Christmas. That was uh, 10 inches of snow was on the ground Christmas day. We had a snowstorm well advertised the 20th through the 22nd. It was actually several little lows that came down. And by the end, Clark County had about a foot. Multnomah, Washington County, 12 inches to 20 inches on the ground. And Washington County, uh, 10 to 16 inches. Wow. I don't know why. I have no idea why it said that. And then the hills, southeast metro really got nailed. Places like um, Oregon City, um, Estacada, Damascus, 20 to 30 inches. And that storm was something else. Well advertised. We were all here at the station. Um, came in on strong east wind gusts. There was a blizzard warning for the east metro area. Because the east winds were gusting so strong. Uh, we went to freezing rain, then it went back to snow as colder air came in overhead. And I then, have uh, pictures of soda cans I put out on my back porch showing the snow building up. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, nice. I, I yeah. As it was coming in, I put them out there to watch it build. And so I have pictures of it. Right. It's pretty fun. And then I remember the forecast for Salem was for freezing rain uh and then warming to rain but the south wind didn't arrive the cold air was you know a little more entrenched than we thought so instead of freezing rain they saw freezing rain that it changed to snow on top of the freezing rain so that was a mess 
And this oh, was, was this my dog, house. This is Cody. He's long gone. He's, he's getting old even then. But um, this was a, a car. I think I had, I have no idea why we have three had three cars. I think we were selling one car. But I kept using the same. Oh, yeah, it was a Toyota. I kept driving back and forth to work during this whole December. But two cars sat there and never moved. So 26 inches of snow on Christmas morning sitting on the ground. Those are two cars. That was the most snow I've ever seen. Wow. Whew. And then I think we have one final one, 1995, the big uh, December 12th mm-hmm. windstorm. That was the last major regional storm. We've shown this before, the big three windstorm paths in mm-hmm. 1981, 1962, the Columbus Day storm, and then 1995. Notice all the same sort of path, southwest and northeast. Columbus Day storm was closest to the coast, and, and it moved quickest. Fast movement and closer to the coast and deep low, that's what gets you the big wind. And in 95, those peak wind gusts. Notice in Eugene, and Eugene, it wasn't such a big deal, but Salem gusts around 60, and then Metro, 60 to 80. Lots of, I remember lots of Douglas firs down through homes. A lot of damage. And then the coastline. Jeez, 100 plus. Wow, yeah. Yeah, big storm. Um, we will see when we get one again. Uh, here's just a comparison. We're looking at the outages from PGE for different events. And that 95 windstorm, 300,000 people were out. And that was almost half of PG's customers were out at one point. So by percent of customers, that was probably our biggest event since the Columbus Day storm. Mm -hmm. Um, How's the doggy doing, I hear? I have someone downstairs taking care of her. Hey, look at that. Is that Maple? Maple. It is Maple. Maple. (laughs) Okay, who wants to cover this? Oh, Oh, that was so funny. I think what I loved about this Secret Santa gift more than anything is the fact that my dog is, she's just my... Front and baby. Yeah. Um, when I opened it up and we well, looked explain the what it is, what okay. we did here so at the station. So we did Secret Santa at the station. You, yeah. you know, put your name in, you fill out a form, tell things about yourself, and then everybody goes and, and picks a name. You got to pick three envelopes right. and then pick one out of those that you wanted to get for. And then yesterday we all got to give get our gifts from the tree in the newsroom. And so this was mine. I opened it up and there's my beautiful maple just staring at me. It's my favorite picture of her. On a pillow. I know, on a pillow. It's yeah. on both sides. It's not just one. That's the funny, so funny about it. Um, and then you put a picture of yourself as a baby in it to try and give a clue to the person of who it was. And I believe it was Julie looks at it. She's like, oh, that's Tony. Like she's, he's used that before. Really? Sorry. Yeah, she knew she knew it was him <laughs> right away. And was so, the baby? Did the baby have hair? Yes, and that's what they said, Tony oh. with hair, little blonde hair. So, what? Um, I know it's really funny. Tony Martinez, of course. yeah, blonde hair for Tony Martinez though. Blonde what? hair as a baby. <laughs> that would have thrown that would have thrown me way off. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I went in, and he was still there because it was during the morning of GDO. Because I went in for the toy drive, and I walked in, and you should have seen his face light up when he saw me and he gave me the whole story about how he had stopped my Instagram and sent in a bunch of pictures and done model <laughs> mock-ups and all this. Like he put so much thought and care and he's like, and I had this one picture, but then her ears kind of got cut off and I didn't want her ears cut off. And he just gave me this whole like half hour spiel about how hard he worked on this pillow for me. Wow. Tony's, Tony's the man. It was, Great. it was, he nailed it. That is the sweetest gift. And it is actually That's on really my, fun. one of my children's beds. It, I lost it the minute I walked in the door. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who's next? Oh, there oh, we go. Camilla's nice. earrings. Yes. Yeah, so a uh, morning assignment editor named Chelsea uh, nailed it. I love to wear funky it was earrings. Chelsea. Yeah, it was Chelsea. It was the bangs, right? The bangs are the same. She still has the same bangs. Um, 
but yeah, these really cute earrings, uh, just kind of cool from a local artist. You can see they've got a little cloud and a drop hanging down. So very weathery. Nice. Appreciate well that. played on that one. Very uh -huh. well played. And of course, candy, uh, which I got to restock <laughs> my snack drawer. And Mark also donated some some candy as well. That's, so that's right. My gift cool. had a whole bunch of Reese's. Uh, yeah, you don't know this yet, Katie. It was just ah. full of Reese's peanut butter, peanut butter cups of different sizes. Yeah. It also had... Um, uh, I want to say, no, not um, the, the bits, the um, um, Reese's, yeah. pieces? Reese's, Reese's pieces. Reese's pieces. Yeah, come oh, think yeah. of it. Good. Yeah. But the biggest thing in there was the forks. Look at that joy. Look at the joy on his face. <laughs> so one Chandler Watkins came to me and said, can I ask your help? And I said, sure. She goes, do you think he will like this? This is her, this is her idea. And she, you know, I, you sent that email right before I came and I was like, do you know how often he talks about the forks? <laughs> yeah. We like, got to tell the backstory here. Like, he will <laughs> love this. And my, my suggestion <laughs> is, right. is, by the way, Jake, say hi. You're on the weather podcast. Hey, Jake. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> One of our directors turning all the monitors on. Um, so we always yes. like if in your workplace, folks, if you have a workplace like a normal office setting, you may, you know, have a little kitchen there. And sometimes maybe somebody supplies utensils like this forks or spoons. And, you know, I spend more time here, it seems like, than at home some weeks. So it's like I want forks when there's and I don't want the plastic ones. I want a good fork. So over all these years, probably 15 years at least, um, the boss reimburses me if I go to Goodwill, get forks, bring them back. And I'll do like 20 or 30 at a time. And over about six months, they gradually disappeared. About every six or eight months, I have to go get more forks. Nobody's ever explained where they go. I know it's not a specific employee because almost everybody here didn't work here 15 years ago. Yeah. So I think they just, people just accidentally take them home. I don't even get how that happens because uh, I use it and I throw it back in the kitchen. So yeah. it's kind of, I'm kind of obsessed. And then I wrote this memo about it last December, sent it out to the newsroom saying, hey, can you be careful keeping the forks around? Because, you know, it does cost the great corporation approximately $15 every time I <laughs> do all those forks. Yeah. Uh, but the video oh. was great. I love that you got a video of that, Camilla. That was so yeah. fun oh. seeing. Yeah, Chandler requested it. She texted me. She's like, please, I need you to get that video. So if you want to see a snippet of it, I did put it on uh, Twitter. It so, so oh, that's too funny. Oh, yeah. You know what else needs to go on Twitter is the the weather clicker. Yeah. Toss. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Share that. There's a king's right. got a great right. clip from the other day. Yeah. Put that she up. Nailed me in the gut yes. with that weather clicker. Oh, or maybe <laughs> I just didn't it. catch it very well. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, yeah. hey, it's been great. I'm gonna mm -hmm. I'm gonna cut this off because we yeah. got shows to do. You know, Katie, yeah. you might be all relaxed on your day off. Just just you I know, so. under your appointments. Running a bunch of errands. I'm joking. But um, but you know. We've got lives to save. We've got partly cloudy skies and uh, tomorrow looks great. I'm <laughs> um, just short term folks up. I'm kind of excited because tomorrow, Friday, Saturday and Sunday, uneventful, thin, high clouds. Yes, we might get areas of valley fog, but thin, high clouds. You could go hiking in the Cascades at three or four thousand feet and you won't even run into snow. So um, yeah. thank you both for um, joining me. I was going to say mm -hmm. us, I guess all of us. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and enjoy your weekend. We will see you next Thursday. We'll do it once again, and we'll call that our, our Christmas episode. Won't that be exciting? So we'll see you next cool. Thursday or Friday, somewhere right in there. Weatherman, weatherman, we can't allow any further delay.